those, those old waves, those old winds, the waves, the waves and winds that we deal with, the waves and winds this community deals with and people all around us deal with, people where we work. Lord, there are waves, there are winds, there are heavy, heavy, heavy burdens, heavy burdens in Jesus' name. But, it, but Jesus, you, you call near. You have opened the door. You have made a way for people where the heavy winds are number one. But they're not number one anymore, God. They're coming down, God. I believe that you're speaking that. Waves and wind, you're not number one. Heavy burden, you're not number one. Come down. Come down. Jesus is number one. We name the name of Jesus where the wind is blowing. We name the name of Jesus where the storm's howling. We name the name of Jesus where there's a heavy burden that's crushing, crushing load that you can't even stand upright because there's such a load on you. But that comes down. You are not number one. No, in Jesus' name. Any voice that says that's lying. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord in our storm. Jesus is Lord in our heavy, that heaviness. Come down in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In worship, I had this picture come into my mind. And I was picturing Jesus on the cross. It, we know that that's a, that's a difficult, if, you could, if we could be there and see it, it would be so grotesque in the uh, natural. So beat up, so torn apart. But there were voices all around wagging their tongues and mocking shaming him. The Lord says today, bring your shame to me. Bring your shame, your guilt to me. I do not want you under it. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. Stumble and bring it to me. Cry and bring it to me. Stagger and bring it to me, but bring it to me. The, uh, the day that we put Pastor Josh in as the lead pastor here, one of the verses that got quoted was, Come to me, all you that labor. And I believe there's something happening in the spirit right now. Come to me, all you that labor. If that's you, you're welcome to come right to the front right now. Come to me, but come to Jesus. Don't just come to the front. Come to Jesus. Let it be, Jesus, you're speaking, and I'm hearing you. All you that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. If that's anybody here, you come. Come. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For I'm meek and I'm humble of heart. And you'll find rest for your soul. Lord, our freedom, amen. Our freedom is not not having a yoke. Our freedom is having your yoke. And your yoke, we're yoked with you and yoked in you. We just bless, God, what you're doing. Anybody else, you come if that's you. And I... I'm, 
really confident that it's that's in Jesus name in Jesus name some of you prayer ministers come amen come pray with them thank you father let's just believe together church amen let's just believe together church Lord I bless I bless that faith I just just word of God, breath of God, breathe on their faith right now because you really do love them. You really, really do love them and you love us. You love us all. There's love here in this place. The love of God is here. Jesus Jesus hung naked and ashamed, beat up, mocked, ridiculed by the, by the government and by the religious leaders, mocked and ridiculed, embarrassed, told he was wrong, told he was bad, told he was evil, told he was demonic. It was all lies and he bore that for us so that when we were evil and dark and demonic, broken, messed up, that we could come to him in all the mess of it, whether it was our fault or their fault, somebody else's fault, we could come to him in the middle of it and he could breathe on it, blow on it and say, get out, get out, get off him. You have no more right. This temple belongs to Jesus. These temples belong to Jesus. These men of God, women of God. And if that's you online, you belong to Jesus. I declare it with you all. We belong to Jesus. That's a great shout, church. I belong to Jesus. Come on. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. And I want it that way. Jesus is my choice. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's healing. If you're having... Holy Spirit reminded me of a, of a testimony for this morning. It's a testimony. Uh, praying for a girl with, um, with uh, breathing issues that she had for two years. Couldn't deep, breathe deep. And... She'd had a virus of some kind, and, and afterwards it left her that way. And as we prayed, and part of that prayer that we prayed together was, she said her name, and her name was Julia. And she said, my name is Julia. I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I want it that way. Every part of me belongs to Jesus and any curse against me from any previous generation you're not welcome anymore you can't have me it wasn't long in that way and in the name of Jesus and she her eyes popped wide and she said I can breathe I can breathe in the name of Jesus there's somebody here watching online that's having trouble I just I just declare with you with you let's we declare together my name my name is Paul and your name is your name and I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit and I want it that way all of me belongs to God not just part of me all of me belongs to God all of me my past my present my future all belong to him and any curse that's found a way into my life you're no longer welcome you're not welcome here I am God's and I am not cursed. I am not cursed with this 
breathing difficulty. I command it to go in Jesus' name. Get off, get out, go in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. His word says in Revelation chapter 3, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Knocking, 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 knocking. He knocked for a while on my door. He knocked for a while. Took me a while to answer the door. But he keeps knocking, 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 because there's things that he has for your heart, and there's things that your heart ought, ought, that in your heart ought to go to him. In Jesus' name, he knocks, he knocks, he knocks, and knocks, and knocks, and knocks. Oh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love, God. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. He's a good, good God. Amen. When I came to Christ, which was January 19th, 1974, leading up to that, the uh, there was a verse, a verse that I had been given and had been quoted to me multiple times and so forth, and I'd been given a, a Bible with helps in the back and how do you pray, how do you pray to receive Jesus and stuff. But this verse, Jesus bless the children as they go. I really, really believe in my heart that revival is coming to our children's church. Okay. I believe that, that be, when you ask for volunteers for children's church, and many people don't want to volunteer, there's coming a day soon that people are going to want to be in there. Because God's moving on kids, and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. So I'm just expecting that and believing for that more Lord and I believe he's moving in there but it's increasing there is more so in in John so that verse John 3 16 17 18 19 had had spoken very much to me and uh, brought me to a place where I was ready to receive Christ and I was thinking about that today and it's I, I in my mind I pictured it like uh, like a uh, fire pit inside of me and those embers are there. The, the heat and the fire from 40-some years ago is still there. And Holy Spirit was blowing on it. And, uh, and flames get, get going. I mean, those coals heat up when they get going. And I, I just believe, I'm believing for that, that this idea that God so loved, God so loved, um, we can't, it's not easy to do justice to God's love in a sermon, okay? So it, it's like, I'm just telling you, I'll do my best, right? But it's not, it's, it's a big, big, big thing. Because if you see it, if you see it as it is, you have never been loved like you've been loved by God. The absoluteness, volume of it, the willingness to get in where you are to condescension is one of those words to come down to where you are even when it's muddy and messy and murky even to get himself dirty as we were hearing a version of that last week from Pastor Josh which was very vivid and that memory can live with you right 
Well, this, this, this God, this, this willingness, it's love, but it's love that's looking for something. It's looking for this exchange. It's looking for this connection that uh, to establish a way so that he could forever, now and forever, commune with you, be with you, come on you, reside with you, talk to you, call you his own, that he loves you enough, knowing exactly what you've done, like every day, every minute, all the time. Knowing every time, it's like, okay, okay, God, enough. I'm tired, whatever. Knowing all the, th- all the ways that I've, I have messed things up. He takes my, your place. We, um, we don't earn our salvation. The pr- prophetic word or the prophetic picture in the Old Testament, one of many of them, is the altar of sacrifice. Where an animal is offered, the, the altar is outside the temple, and to approach God, they have the sacrifice has to be made. It's, it's prophesying that there is a sacrifice to come that will actually cleanse people from sin, that will change their hearts, that will make them make them new. And Jesus is that great sacrifice. And to to do that, he um, he comes. He, he becomes shame. He becomes, in a sense, takes the shame place, the guilt place, the broken place, the apart from God place, the judged place, the condemned place, so that you and I can take our place, his place, next to God's heart, with God's heart, can partner with God's heart, can get God's heart in us. You want that? More, Lord, now and forever. Do we earn it? Never. Never. You can't earn it. But the seed, his name is Jesus, gets planted in you, planted in me, and that seed is intended to grow Jesus in you. You like that plan? I like that plan. That seed growing in us, that seed turns you and I into the body of Christ. Turns you and me into the flesh that carries Jesus around to people, to each other and to people. Everything Jesus did, the body of Christ does. Can you say more? We want more, right? We want that, right? Does our world need that or not? Do you need that in your home? Cheryl and I have had to reconcile a few things different times because we weren't thinking the same. We needed, we needed a spirit of reconciliation in the home. And so... This, this heart of Jesus that listens to the Father growing in you. 
that obeys the Father, moves in the Spirit growing in you, that reaches for people. I feel like he, he reminds me, as I start thinking like this, he reminds me, don't be afraid, trust me. Don't be afraid, trust me. Don't be, don't be afraid, don't think about, don't go down into the, like, like Peter, taking your eyes, eyes off Jesus and start looking at the storm again. Like looking at the wavy water and the storms and then all of a sudden you're sinking. You don't, don't do it. Oh, you have little faith. I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay, little faith, but little faith, come on, keep your eyes on Jesus, head up, head up. Don't, you don't have, you know this trick. You know how it works, so don't look down. Serve in him. Share in him. Be like him. It's the exchange that he paid for to put you and me in heaven. Now, a part of me, part of you, our heart connected in heaven now. Seeing, hearing, feeling, touching. Now. Don't, don't stay in the other. Don't let your past dictate to you the capacity that God has to move on you and in you and with you. So there's that. I guess I needed to finish with that. <laughs> so there's, there's this uh, altar, and he's, he says things. He says, he, he, um, thank you, Father. He says, um, I'm, in, I'm admitting something to you. Um, I sang many times, sang this chorus. Oh, how he loves you and me. Oh, how he loves you and me. He gave his life. Oh, what more could he give? Oh, how he loves you, etc. And I, many times, I, I said, I said something like this. I mean, sometimes I, you know, I felt it, felt it, felt it. But many times, I said, God, I'm not saying you didn't do that. I'm not saying that's not true, but a little money would help. God, a little. Can we, can we stop the drama, all this family drama, relationship drama, or, or can, uh, can the. Uh, why is there all this brokenness all the time? And so, eyes down, eyes down, eyes on earth. And we live here. I know we live here. I mean, I've heard people say for years, he's so heavenly minded, he's no earthly good. And I think, wait a minute. If I was heavenly minded enough, I would bring heaven to earth. That's his heart. He's knocking at the door. He wants in. He wants into your life and my life. He wants to share this with He wants to walk the streets with you and me. He wants to love the world. He wants the, the light to shine. He wants to set people free. Spirit of God is on me. On the church. Like on Jesus. And anoints him to do great stuff. The exchange. He redeems us. To save, heal, and deliver us. Redemption. 
to reconcile us, make us one with God, connect us to God, relationship, to have us share, bring us into a place of where now we're reconciled, but then we also enter into relationship, and now we live together with God and calling. I'm called to be his hands, his feet. Jesus goes to heaven after after he's, he's dead, he's buried, he's raised from the dead, he walks around the earth 40 days, and he goes to heaven. Ten days later, he sends his spirit. Heaven's come to earth. The great exchange verse for me, one of them. There's, there's many, and it's, it's, I'm seeing it it's throughout the Bible. Okay, So this is not an uncommon thing that God's saying, give me and I'll give you. Give that to me, give that to me, give that to me. And all these things, Jesus be my treasure. The kingdom of God is like, is like this man who finds treasure in a field and then he sells everything he has and buys that treasure and he really walks away thrilled with that treasure and God keeps working on me bring in the treasure let go of the other treasure that's not treasure for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Jesus' name. There's a, that's such a big, big, big deal. The plan and purpose of God, Revelation 13, 8, before the foundation of the world, Jesus was the lamb slain. He makes us, he makes the world, he creates angels, and they worship him, knowing that the angels, many angels will betray him, Lucifer and others will betray him, and that we will wind up listening to the devil, starting from the creation, and then to redeem us and have this relationship with us, he will have to come come to earth, take on a body, and die for us. He made him who knew no sin, holy in the best sense of the world, uniquely and wonderfully pure, like no one else. It's saying, stepping into my place, your place, my judgment, your judgment, I, I, I don't receive judgment, Christian, against yourself. Repent. Affirm whose you are. Affirm that you've given your life to Christ. Affirm that you're a repentant one. Affirm it even if you have, if Holy Spirit brings sin to mind, I'm, I'm a guy that says then speak it and say it and, and be done with it. Finish, finish it. If it's got life, if it feels like it's still got a hook in you. I mean, I'm not trying to say that Jesus didn't save you. I believe he did. But I'm saying if the enemy somehow has worked his way in that spot, repentance is part of taking that, getting unhooked to that spot, saying, no, I did do that. Yes, I did do that. But then Jesus cleanses me. God, I'm sorry for that. I see it for what it is now. I see it. I was bad. I was dark. I wanted the wrong things. 1 John 3, 5 says, and you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. And there is no sin in him. 
There is no sin in him. He remains holy and pure. So when he became sin for you, he didn't become unholy. He just became a very holy replacement, accepting your guilt, your shame, your sin, all your stuff. There is a shortcut, kind of. It's got to go into your heart. No shortcut for that. But you don't have to take decades to step into Jesus took your place. And heaven comes down on you. And the Jesus that took your place and died on that cross, that went to heaven, sent his spirit so you could be the temple of the Holy Spirit, overflowing with Holy Spirit. I want that. More, Lord. You shall receive power, he says. I speak in tongues. Don't settle for speaking in tongues. You shall receive power power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. Lord, help us break this agreement with not wanting to be witnesses. It's got to stop. We're your church. We're not here just to see our teams win. Like, and I, I like winning. You know, I do like winning. But we're here to be witnesses for Him. We're here to have Him. We're here to Raise our kids for the glory of God. We're here to be a testimony for Him. We're here to bring light in a dark world. Jesus. No. Don't cover it up. Don't cover it up. Jesus is anointed and righteous. And so He says that we might become the righteousness of God. And so I, I keep trying to, I grapple with this for whatever reason. I keep grappling with this word righteousness. Righteousness. And, and today I'm just going to tell you how I feel it today, okay? Is that he's trying to make Jesus come alive in me. Can you just say, righteous, righteous. That's righteous. That's righteousness. Jesus in here, being who he is, in me, with me, and living through me. 1 John 3 also says, for this, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. Manifested, brought out, shown to you, brought to you, presented to you, given to you, that he might destroy the works of the devil. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, addiction come down. We're a part of it. Addiction come down in Jesus' name. Debilitating emotional soul conditions come down. Come down in Jesus' name. Come under our feet. Come under our feet. You're not allowed to stay high. You have to come down. Jesus is number one. Mental problems are not. Come down in Jesus' name. Physical problems are not. Come down in Jesus' name. Freedom. In Jesus' name, yes, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So, this exchange. And so what, I, what I'm suggesting to you today is I'm suggesting that the great exchange is, is affirmed by a bunch of smaller exchanges, ongoing exchanges. That there's the one 
exchange where he became sin for you, for me, for us, and we become right with God. We become right to stand. It's right for you to stand in God's presence. It's right for us to hear his voice. It's right for us to be led by God. It's right for Jesus' glory to be honest. It's All that is right. That's right. Right? We are righteous. We're allowed. We're allowed to be filled with God. Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. But I'm walking it out when I see my heart go somewhere. I bring that part of my heart that's going somewhere, that's bothered by something, that's tormented by something, whatever it is. I bring that part of my heart, and I'm giving that to God. And I keep giving more of me to God. I keep affirming it because anything that manifests in my life that keeps saying, but yeah, but you're still screwed up. You're still messed up. You're still broken. But I'm his, I'm his broken, and I'm not partnering with any of the broken. I don't want to partner with it. I don't want to look at it and say, you're welcome to stay. You're not welcome to stay. You're not welcome. I, I, I feel better when I have peace. How about you? Like, what? I feel better when I have peace. Well, he wants me to have peace, so maybe, so we step into it cause in, in this way. So he says it. There's the prophecy. It's his prophecy. It's our prophecy. It's for the church age. It's for the anointed. It's for the body of Christ. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach your mouth. Be willing to have your mouth open. Be willing to have your mouth open. I'm not telling you everybody gets to be in a pulpit, but maybe they do. But what I'm saying to you is that I have to say, I have to say to desperate people, I have good news for you. God took your place. He took your place. You don't have to live like this. It doesn't have to stay this way. Your heart, you don't have to sit there with your heartbreak alone. You get to sit on God's lap. That's a pretty big deal when your heart's broken. I'm telling you, hearts respond to sitting on God's lap. Being near to God, that helps a broken heart. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. It's freedom. Say it. My mouth, our mouths have to say it. The mouth, I, I think the perfect church, we're all saying it. As best I understand it. Proclaiming liberty to captives that we're surrounded by them. And they are us too. There's captivity in the church still. But it's not his plan. It's not his heart. I don't I I I don't conceive or perceive God saying to me saying me saying to God that I have this torment in my soul and him saying I want it there okay I don't perceive it that way I perceive God saying Jesus saying in the world you'll have tribulation but in me you have peace you have shalom in me you have contentment no I don't see but there's too many things I I don't see yet. So I am not suggesting to you that everything I'm saying I see perfectly finished. But I believe we get closer when we keep our eyes on Jesus and not on how far, how far, you know, if I, I'm, am I seeing more or not? And then I start trying to measure what he's done. I don't think I get very far trying to measure. But maybe you do, but I, I don't think I do. Liberty to the captives. This heart of God wants them free. Opening of the prison to those who are bound. He's not, 
he's, he's saying he wants to, he's took their place, he took their sin, they don't have to stay there, trade places with me, give me that, give me your broken, and I will give you me. I will make you whole. He calls it justice to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, which to me means I know everything. God says, I know everything about you. I know everything, everything. And it's time, now is time for you and me to be closer than ever before. Now it's time for us to get together. I know everything. I know everything. Don't say, but this, Lord, but that, Lord. Don't say it. I know everything, and I'm saying it's time. And that liar, that lying spirit, those lying spirits, I feel like there's something there. That Those lying spirits, heaven is battling against that. God doesn't want you tormented like that. Those, he says, the day of vengeance, when we proclaim the day of vengeance of our God, what are we proclaiming? I believe what we're proclaiming is step on the devil. Stop being stepped on. Stop just accepting it. He does not have that power. You just lay down when he shows up and stuff. Don't, don't, don't give it to him. But it's like in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I am not made to be under the devil's foot. I am not made to be tormented. This is not when these torments, I believe, and I'm, and, and I believe God has compassion for you. If I, I sure hope that this does not come across. If you're one of those people that's in a torment, like I'm shaming you for being in a torment, because I'm not. I've been through torments. I've been through depressions and, and anxieties, and just em embarrassing anxiety, I would call it. And, and bringing, it to, bringing it to Jesus and getting... And getting that part of my heart that's still housing something that doesn't belong there. It's still holding on to something else. And it's like, come on, you little clam, let go. Let go, you little crab. You're holding on to stuff. Stop it. Like, who's in charge here? And this is the point. This is another great exchange verse, part of verse 3. To give them beauty for ashes. Beauty is heaven and him, the glory of God, and ashes is all the junk. So ashes is uh, the great oppressions of this world and the torments, that the things people do to each other. Esther and Mordecai are living in Persia, like 600 B.C.-ish, 500 B.C.-ish. They announce that they are making a day they're, they're making legal a day for all the people in the great kingdom of Persia, which is the most dominant kingdom of that day, a day when it's legal to go beat up Jews and take all their stuff. And, and the Jews put on sackcloth and ashes. They're in ashes. And then God does a great deliverance, and they've got beauty. It's, it's a recurring thing. <laughs> Job has great, great losses. Ten children died. There's no way. I don't think there's another place except being in God's lap where you can figure that out. You can't figure it out. There's not a way for my words to explain it except all that God is comes to you in that condition and your heart finds peace. Your heart is able to breathe again. You're able to breathe. Job was able, Job was like 
It was like a miraculous resuscitation. The Spirit of God manifests to him and in a in a matter of a few minutes, he's calmed. And he's and he's and he's good with God again. I believe there's people here that need that kind of a miracle. Maybe people watching that need that kind of a miracle where God just somehow does something, says something, because he knows he knows the spot. There was a time, there was a time when I I would do I, in the middle of that depression. And I was trying, I'm, I'm talking to Cheryl because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to, how else, I don't know what other prayers I can pray. I, pr I prayed every prayer I could pray, tried everything I can try, and I'm still constantly, constantly, every day, I feel like I want to die every day. And I would sometimes just do that. My hands would be on my chest and I'd be like this. I'm just saying, God, I, it's like it's inside of me. I can't get at it. I just can't get it. I don't, if there's something else I've done, I don't know what else to do. I can't think of anything else to repent of. But there was stuff buried inside of me, deep. And the, the holy jackhammer of heaven. <laughs> it took a while. But my heart heart is safe with him. I'm just telling you, your heart is safe with him. Hallelujah. David's daughter, David's daughter was, we were just in the nice way, we would say his daughter Tamar was terribly victimized. Terribly victimized. She put ashes over her head. I want you to hear it. I don't know what your ashes are. But if you're not getting beauty for ashes, that's you're not getting what God has for you. Beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. Finish the trade. Walk it out. Apply it. Step into it. Beauty for ashes. Lord, I got a pile of ashes. Well, God's got a pile of beauty. Amen. The oil of joy for mourning. The covering, it's time for the party. The, uh, the headdress, the beauty, the covering of the head would be, they theorize that it's like a, a celebratory, festive, but not just any kind of a party, like a wedding party. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy. Cover, anoint my head with oil so that my cup runs over to the point that I can eat. And this would be helpful for some of us. To be able to eat in front of our, the enemies chewing and talking and gabbing and saying what he says. And we're able to chew on God. Like, yes, God, God's feeding me. And he's trying to ruin your dinner, but your dinner's not being ruined anymore. He, he's not being able to steal that from you anymore. Because if you can't eat, if you get all upset by what the devil says, and you don't eat, you don't have strength. The oil of joy for the mourning and for the grief and for the sorrow. Oh, hallelujah. And the garment of praise and clothe you, clothe, you, clothe me with new robes, which I, I declare are worship robes. Just the short version is don't be averse to worship. We need it. 
Because in that spirit, as we are those people, we lead, we lead many to him. And the people we lead to him do what we're doing. And the kingdom of God, the glory of God, comes in such a, such a, a powerful way. Everything changes. They shall be, that final verse, and they shall be. Rebuild the old ruins. My family's a wreck. Yeah, we've got it. We've got God's got a wreck anointing that that just that just unwrecks. He he can unscramble the eggs. He can unwreck the wreck. Oh Jesus, we're not trying to do it in our flesh. They shall raise up the former desolations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. He loves to break through those generational curses. This is who our family is, and no, it's not. Isaiah 61 tells me who my family is. We're liberators, we're freers, we serve, we walk in Him. So how about let's pray? How about let's pray? Jesus' name. This, um, He made Him who knew no sin. Holy Spirit, this just, just to, if you would, just ask with me, Holy Spirit, thank you for this great exchange. All my shame, all my sin, all my guilt, all my problems and stuff, my wayward thinking, you paid for it all. You took my place. You took our place so that we can be righteous, clean, like you, connected to the Father, full of your Spirit. I want that. In Jesus' name, is there anything that you want me specifically to hand to you today. And just listen for just a minute. See if he speaks something to you. Thank you, Father. Speak, Lord, today. God. How many of you think that there's something that God's put on your heart? Just something. Just show me with a hand. If you, God puts something on your heart, okay? All right. And that might be you at home as well. So just keep that hand up and let's just pray. Let's just, just agree. And everybody pray in your prayers. So everybody talking out loud. It's really okay. There's a lot of noise in heaven. It's really okay. It's all right. If you don't hear me and you're talking to God, it's okay. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you, God, that You've done this. You've offered us. You don't want us to stay in anything. The, the, this great salvation, it includes, it includes all our heartbreak. It includes every way the devil has exploited our heartbreak. And God, if any peace that you've revealed to us today in the name of Jesus right now, we're giving it to you. 
we're giving it to you. We're giving you room. We're opening our heart. We're saying, my heart's open, God. My heart's open to you. We're giving you room, and we're taking you into that same space. Come into that place, God, where that lie lived, let truth live. Where, where that, that thing's been chewing on me, now let heaven be breathing on me. Let heaven be blessing me. Where the devil seemed to be able to maintain some kind of control and a torment, now let it be that there's leadings by the Holy Spirit and there's reminders of the great testimony of Jesus and who you are. I bless it and I thank you for it, God. In Jesus' name, let's stand together. If you want prayer, you, um, I encourage you, I encourage you, I encourage you, ask Jesus, say, do I need prayer? Because <laughs> he might tell you, you might be saying, ah, and he might be saying, come on, come on, I, I, I'm trying to help you. So altars open, you're welcome to come. Bless you and bless your family. Holy Spirit, bless your devotional time and, and your encounters with him. And, I, and God, let there be a, light and salt in us and through us that God that this kind of thing the, this freedom that you're increasing on us this presence of God that God that it will it will break out and work give us grace for it and anointing for it we want you everywhere it will break out when we're shopping we're willing it will break out in such a way that we start looking for people because, God, we know that it's, it's, it's us. Our testimony is our testimony. You're going to bear witness, and people are going to be helped by us. And thank you that you've taken us out of the pit and made us ambassadors, ministers of reconciliation for you. I bless my brothers and sisters today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, God. You want prayer, you come. Thank you, God.